one second while I get this camera situated. Okay. I am using a different stand right now, and this stand like tilts backwards. It's kind of annoying. It's a, it's a pretty nice stand, but um, for the most part, it's kind of annoying that uh, whenever you let it go, it goes backwards. And I'm not sure if it's even level, but anyway. So today, I have several things to share with you. I will share them in the order that I had them. All right. Um, so first things first, like and subscribe to our channel. Click that little Liberty Bell right down there. Smash the Liberty Bell. Like I changed the subscribe button that we have that I used to use where it was like click, click, click to a fist pounding the YouTube button because that's about how I feel about YouTube sometimes. Okay. So I know it's early in the morning. Not a lot of people will probably sign on. It's okay. I'm fine with that. Uh, Merry Christmas to those of you who are in other parts of the world where it's already Christmas Eve and to some of you who are in other parts of the world where it's about to be Christmas. Uh, so I had a dream, all right? Um, that was kind of weird. I thought I would uh, uh, just bring this up. And I had a dream where there were these two houses connected. I don't, I actually, I don't really know the meaning of the dream, but I'm gonna share it with you anyway. Um, there was two houses connected, but they were a duplex. They were two separate houses, but somehow they were a duplex. Duplex means twofold, for whatever that means. And they were mansions. There was two swimming pools in the mansion, so now we're seeing a pattern here. Two as in blessing, cursing, division, discerning. All right, one swimming pool was just a normal pool. The other one was like a three-lane Olympic-sized swimming pool, you know, the length of an Olympic swimming pool and it was blocked off. I took down those borders or barriers because they were just like flotation devices or whatever. And um, I got in the water and I didn't get wet, which was weird. And I, I walked around the water to this edge where there was this um, like a see-through platform, kind of like when you go into a car dealership and at least in the modern car dealerships where they have um, an elevated platform where it's, there's plexiglass all around it. They can see through, they can see everybody working, watching everybody and so forth, and you can see them, etc. cetera. And um, they, they uh, uh, Mike, Mike the pillow guy, I guess it's the most I can say about that, was um, there and he was working with two people, something, something ended with like a vitch or an itch or something like that at the end of it. Um, and they were working on something, they were exposing things and proving to people that um, on the internet, like for everybody to see that they could um, hack into certain things that have to do with 11.3 and your votes. So there was that and they were, they were doing that on display for everybody to see. So that's all that that dream was. I don't know if I was particularly a participant in it. Okay, so here's a little bit of the tomorrow's headlines today, and then we're going to get into a lesson, and then more tomorrow's headlines today. Basically, what this is, is a big prophetic word that has to do with, like, because what the Lord spoke to me about after he gave me the word, uh, the lesson, was pertaining to the lesson itself and how America will become empowered, and it does have a lot to do with the Bidens, actually. All right. But here's the first thing the Lord said to me. This is on 1222. So I started writing these things down from when I did the last video and just kind of holding on to them. But I probably won't do a video for tomorrow or Christmas um, or the 26th because it's my Sabbath. But we will see. All right. And I'm not going to do a Q&A in this video. So if you ask me questions, don't be dismayed when I don't answer them. 
Okay, so the Lord said, What has appeared to be small things that have been hidden in plain sight will start to be revealed. The portrait of America that has been painted by Jezebel and her leaders, um, who, are heavily, who are heavily influenced by the occult, will be exposed. So that's on the 22nd, the Lord said that. That's interesting because that's what he was talking about on the 22nd, and that's very much what he's talking about when I have to give this prophetic word, and that's a word directly to Joe Biden. So you're going to want to listen. Um, I asked the Lord, why won't you give us dates and times? Like, why is it when you give us a date or a time that it seems like either it's it's wrong or you just give us a general time frame of when things are going to happen, but you don't just tell us it's one thing. And obviously, you know why I'd be asking them that. And he said, he saves room for grace and repentance, and it's not for us to know s some of his appointed dates and times. So he wants to give people the chance to repent so that he could turn back his wrath and repent of the harm that was spoken, um, that was going to come to pass, that was spoken over them, so how it says it. Actually, he says the same thing as in Exodus 32, 14. So if you're like, well, God doesn't bring wrath anymore. God is, is satisfied. Well, God doesn't change. He does bring wrath, but he's also patient and merciful, and he wants people to repent so that they don't have to come under um, judgment at all. Okay, let me just fix my camera there because I had a little bit of wall showing there. All right. So there's that. Now, to remain in Christ. Are you ready? Uh, yes, Trump is definitely coming back before 2024 and he's coming back very soon. Very, very soon. All right, so here's the lesson. It's a few pages. I spent two hours on it. This is going to teach you how to, how to operate in the power of God and allow it to flow through you and just be have that explosive dunamis power in your life. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to implement what I'm about to teach you so that you can do what God's called you to do, so that you can be empowered and equipped? Are you ready? Are you going to do this? Okay, so remain in Christ. This is the very first thing that the Lord said to me. I asked him, what do you want me to teach? And he said, John 15, 4. Clear as day, spoke it, heard it, understood it. Went to go read it, and I said, this is this, I don't understand what you're trying to say to me. You're going to have to tell me a little bit more here. He said, John 15, 4, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except that abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. Or, basically, let's break that down into Robin's language. Abide in me, and I'll abide in you. A, uh, a branch can't bear fruit by itself unless you stick to the vine. So, unless you stick to me, you can't bear fruit. That's basically, let's say, it, because I, I quoted that from King James, except I took off the yees and replaced it with use because use is one of my favorite words. <laughs> At face value, abide means to stay or remain in something. And it's an inversion of the word abode, which means to live somewhere, to make somewhere your home, your abode. Like when someone says, welcome to my humble abode. This is your house, your place, your dwelling place. It's where you stay. Okay, now listen to this. Merriam-Webster defines abide as enduring without yielding, to wait for, to remain stable, or in a fixed state, or to conform to something. So just one more time. That is to endure without yielding, which means you go through things and you don't relent, you don't yield, you don't, you don't, you just keep moving. 
to wait for something to remain stable or in a fixed state, so you have a solid foundation, you remain stable, or to conform to something. So to abide in Christ is to conform to Christ, okay? So what are we conforming to besides just Jesus, right? We're abiding to what Jesus said, because abiding by his words is abiding in his teachings and his lessons, all right? The Greek word for in, in this word where it says, Abide in me is the word N, E-N in Greek. And this means in the realm or sphere of, as in the condition or state where something operates from within. So, to abide in Christ, you are operating from within Christ. And E-N-N is within the realm or sphere of Christ. Kind of like, if we explain it, like we, we get into a car, right? And that car surrounds us then we are in the realm or sphere of that car, so to speak. And we are operating the car from within and causing it to do things from without. So by operating in that realm, we dictate where the car goes, how fast it goes, when it turns, you know, the directions, um, and, and all this stuff. So it's the same thing when we're in Jesus, except then Jesus is within us, so he's controlling us, which, is, which we think we're controlling the realm around us. But it's actually Jesus operating in us, through us, and so forth. Because he says, remain in me as I remain in you. Because he's not going anywhere. He said, I won't leave you or forsake you. So we remain in him. So when we're abiding in Christ, we're operating through Christ. All right. So we're asked to yield or conform to the realm of Christ. Um, so the word, Christ is the word, according to John 1, 1, right? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. And you know how the verse goes. And since all things were created through him, and nothing was created without him, then we know that the word is a manifestation of God's intent and nature and character so, and his will. So if we're abiding in Christ, we're abiding in his word, which is abiding in his nature, which is, a, which is manifesting what he has in his heart. So when God speaks something, his word is his will. It is what will come to pass, okay? So we remain in that, and those things will come to pass because his word is not void. It won't come back void. It won't come back without accomplishing what it's been sent forth to accomplish, right? So therefore, by remaining in him, we remain in the word, which keeps us operating from within the heavenly realm at all times. So Jesus then shows us in the very next verse... And that's going back to um, when he said in John 15, 4, so this is probably 5. Um, he says, he is the vine, and apart from him, we are able to do nothing. The word for apart in Greek here is choris, and it means to be from without, outside of, or detached. So apart from him, we can do nothing. So when Jesus says, apart from me, you are able to do nothing, and that's verse 15, 5. The word for able is dynaste, okay, which is comes from the root word uh, dynamo or dunamos, which is where we get the word um, dynamite, which means explosive power. You know, if you think about dynamite, what is dynamite? It's explosive. It's dunamis power. So, therefore, when we are outside of the realm, as Jesus said, apart from me, you are able to do nothing. When we are outside of that realm, when we are not operating through Jesus or through his word, then we are powerless. The word chorus means power, 
So, a densate means to be without power. Without power. So when we are not in Jesus, we do not have power to perform the word of God. We are without power. Something to think about there. So we see this tied to our ability to operate through the Holy Spirit as well. Why? Because in Luke 24, 49, God, Jesus says that he's going to, he says, I, will, I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in this city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Okay? Now, clothed in Greek is an interesting word that I wanted to point out also, because clothed is endisathe, and it means to sink into a garment, to put something on, or to be clothed. It's kind of like when you put on a sweater, or you get into bed, and you just curl up in a blanket and get all warm and cocoon yourself in. So we're supposed to wrap ourselves up or surround ourselves. And now this word comes from two words also, and that's en and duno. En, again, is in the realm or sphere of, and duno is to enter or to sink into. So when we become clothed with power from on high, we are encompassed, surrounded, clothed, wrapped around, sunk into the Holy Spirit. Because Acts 2 tells us that that was the Holy Spirit right there. So we know that this power from on high is Holy Spirit. So if we were without power, then we have grieved the Holy Spirit and we are not operating in Christ. Those are two things that we learned from that. So we have to stay in the Word of God, stay within the Word, so that we can stay operating in power. So a lot of people are like, more power, God. You know that song? More power, more glory, more of you in my life. I might get muted for that. So, um, <laughs> or get a ding of copyright infringement or something. Um, we'll see. So, we, when we ask God for that power, because we feel like we're powerless, it's because we really inwardly feel like we are doing things that have taken us outside of the realm or sphere of God. So the more we abide in Him, the more we spend time praying, the more we get into the Word of God, the more we do word studies, the more we just envelop ourselves, which again, envelop in or in operating in or through the realm or sphere of something, okay? Um, or in, surround ourselves with this, we stay in that place of power, which is why it's important that we stay in the mind of Christ, that we stay in Christ and clothed in Christ, because if we don't, we're powerless, we're useless to the people around us. So we see that same idea in Romans 13, 14, um, where he says, clothe yourself or put ye on, in King James, the Lord Jesus Christ. So clothe yourself in Jesus Christ. And again, it's that word, endisaste, okay? So if we want to see more miracles, if we want more power, if we want to operate from within the realm of heaven, then we have to remain in Christ. And we learn from Paul and prophets of the Old Testament that there are things that separate us from receiving from God. So in Isaiah 59, 2, it says, Your sins have separated you from Elohim, which is God, Elohim, and your sins have hidden his penayim, and that's his face, or, as we would commonly translate it, his presence. So your sin has hidden his presence from you, or his faces. Penayim is plural for faces. It's an, again, he's using the plural. He's talking about it. Hide you from Jesus, from God the Father, and from Holy Spirit. The penayim, the faces, the presence of God. So when we sin, 
um, we get turned from that presence. Thankfully, we have the ability now through Jesus Christ to repent and turn from that sin. And repenting and turning from the sin doesn't mean you just say you're sorry. It means to turn from it, don't return to it, as a result of encountering Jesus Christ in your life. Okay? And it says, um, he has turned his face from you so that he will not hear you. And so when we think of the presence of God lifting, that doesn't mean that the Spirit of God is lifted and all of a sudden he's gone. That's a really ridiculous translation. It literally means he has just turned from you. He's turned his face from you like when someone's saying something to you and you're ignoring them and you just go, whatever. And you still hear what they're saying, but you're giving them the cold shoulder, basically. That's what being out of the presence of God is. We're like, oh, I really feel the presence of God in this place. Lord, we want your presence. Come fill this place, Holy Spirit. He's already there. His presence is there. God didn't go anywhere. If you really want the presence of God to flow in your life, then you have to stay in a place of repentance. I would recommend saying this prayer every day because this helps me. Okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread as we and uh, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever to come. Amen. That just, you just said, God, deliver me from evil. I don't want to sin. Um, provide my food. I need to eat. I need your word. Yours is the power. I want your will in my life. You just gave God liberty to do whatever he wants in your life. And that's going to help you in the future. Okay? So, to be separate or apart from God, or is a, which means without, or and parts. That's a, a conjunction of two words. A, without, and parts. So, you are without part or portion. You have no portion. You are without portion. So, apart from God, you are without a portion of God. Now, we see this demonstrated in a very subtle way that you might not pick up on, but I'm going to show it to you, and you will pick up on it. And it is demonstrated in the New Testament when Paul says in Romans 8, 17 that we are co-heirs with Christ. I misspelled the word R. <laughs> we are co-heirs with Christ. He uses the word chloronomoi. And this word, it means an heir, and it derives from two words. It's, it's very interesting how the Greek used conjunctions um, on a regular basis to explain something by saying we take this word and this word and we mix it together. We still do that today in America. I love it. Um, like we have a, um, what's it called? Mayo chup or um, something like that. It's mayo ketchup or something like that. Or sriracha. It's sriracha ketchup. Uh, but anyway, it comes from two words. Kleros, a portion. Kleros, a portion. And nomos, that which is assigned a law or divine laws. So we have a portion assigned through divine laws. Okay. So to be an heir means that you are apportioned. You have a portion. You are not a part. You have a portion, a part of God's will. His will is his word. So to be an heir, you must be part of Christ, the vine, or else you are powerless. And by being in his word, you are being an heir of Christ. Which means that since the word of God says, Paul says, that these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he lists fornicators, alcoholics, um, people who are getting into fights, uh, revelries, people doing witchcraft, 
people committing idolatry, and the list goes on. He calls these works of the flesh because they're in the flesh, not in Christ. So therefore, it's apart from him. So you won't be an heir. So if you are not an heir, you are apart from him and you are powerless. So don't wonder why your prayers don't always get answered when you're doing things outside of Christ and then coming back into Christ. Okay? Because that's not being a part of the vine. That's not being part of the portion. That's being powerless. That's being a part without portion, without inheritance. That means that you are not receiving all of the good things that God wants for you when we do these sinful things, when we don't live in that place of repentance, when we come out of the Word of God, and thus we are powerless because the Holy Spirit won't operate, Jesus won't operate, and God's turned His face from us. We see that from Isaiah 59 too. And I'm not saying this to say, oh, sin's going to prevent God from answering your prayers, because we know that God will still answer your prayer even if you're in sin, because He loves you. Just because He loves you. In that goodness and kindness, it says the love of God draws people into repentance, or the kindness of God draws people into repentance. <clears throat> and isn't that what it did for us when we were despicable sinners? It drew us into repentance so that we could be a part of Him, so that we would be co-heirs with Christ. Because sons are co-heirs. And to be a co-heir of Christ means we are partaking in the new living will and testament of Jesus Christ in our lives. So if you want to have power in your life, you have to be part of what Jesus is doing. You have to be in him, operating through his realm or sphere, and you will see power in your life. All right, now here is the tomorrow's headlines today portion. These are basically just words. Um, I'm going to tell you what's coming to America, but first is a, a word to the president. So I don't know if he's going to see this or not, but he's being put on point here. Okay? So the Lord said to me, he's talking to Joe Biden, and he's, he said, you have, not aided in my, uh, you have not abided in my way. So, <laughs> biting, abiding, you are found guilty. The blood of innocence is upon you. The iniquity of nations is upon you. You will be held accountable for your ways, lest you should turn from them and repent now. I will visit your iniquity upon your sons for generations, save you turn from evil. It would be better for you to, to tie a millstone around your neck and cast yourself into the sea than cause one of these little ones to stumble. Your scandalous behavior will be exposed. Your treacheries will not hide you. All shall be exposed as you are laid out naked and bare for the world to see your wicked deeds. You recorded your shameful acts. You revisited them with avarice. You videoed your fornications. It's getting good. Your son has been cursed to bear your iniquities as you have taught him. Together, you conspired and you filmed. The Lord will soon expose this. Your hidden sin will be revealed and all will see the depths of your depravity. You will no longer be able to lead my children and the children of this nation to destruction. The Lord will expose your laptops, your phones, your servers, emails, memos, private conversations, secret sessions, backroom deals, treason, treachery, abuses, lies, embezzlement, bribes, kickbacks, and more. Your basement will be opened to the world. America will gasp as even your media can't hide your intentions and atrocities. So, if you're watching this, Joe Biden, now is your time to repent, or some real bad things are going to happen to you, and you're going to be completely and utterly exposed. 
That's the word of the Lord. Okay, now, the Lord said human trafficking in plain sight will be revealed. It will be exposed how Epstein, didn't kill himself by the way, <laughs> groomed willing slaves to become partners, spies, spouses, and etc. Now, what do I mean by that is they were slaves, but some of them who were being used for trafficking just accepted it, kind of enjoyed it, and used what they had the best as they could so that they could be promoted and get out of that place of slavery and bondage that they were in, so to speak, but they were still slaves. Um, so he said they were groomed to be willing slaves to become partners, spies, spouses, and etc. The Lord says that trafficking among celebrities will be exposed. A network of women that appear as lovers or girlfriends, dates, etc. will be revealed as human slaves. Shame shall fall upon those that partook in this vile practice. So that's interesting. Very interesting. Repentance, regret, and remorse will grip the population as those who watched porn will find that they vicariously participated in trafficking of women, men, and children. However, Satan's hold on Americans who watch porn will be loosed. Spirits of addiction, fornication, adultery, incest, zoophilia, homosexuality, murder, don't look up what zoophilia is, by the way, adultery and the like will lose their power in this nation. And then this is the last little bit that the Lord gave me. A movement of righteousness will sweep across this land, and with it so shall come a movement of holiness. So... Basically, what is being exposed is so bad, it's so disgusting to people that they give up that those ways and they want to live holy and righteous, realizing the extent and depravity of what they were participating in. So that's pretty awesome. Um, the Lord said, Unprecedented peace, prosperity, and power will sweep through this land momentarily. So that's awesome. Um, Joe Biden, I want to tell you one thing. You do not have the right to try and curse this nation and put sickness on the people who will not receive the stick, the jab, whatever you want to call it. We will not face a winter of darkness and sickness. And if you don't repent, everything that you said is going to come back on you. So repent and turn back now. And that goes for every leader that's watching this. Everyone who's participated in this. This is your last opportunity because once Christmas comes, you're done. After Christmas, it's it. You turn to God now. Okay, well, that's all I have for today. My son just woke up. I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. It's now 6.12, so that's only um, 3 hours and 12 minutes, so that's not bad. But it is time for... Um, Joseph to wake up and I heard him crying in the background so I gotta go do that and that'll give Brandy an opportunity to sleep. Merry Christmas everybody. If you want to partner with this ministry it's firesidegrace.com backslash partner with us or you can go to um, PayPal and you can find us as Reformers Church or right down here in the description is our Venmo and our post office ad PO box address which is 5916 Cleveland, Tennessee, 37320. I had to remember, I had to think about it for a second there. So, thank you guys, Merry Christmas, and I look forward to hearing from you in the future. We'll be spending a day or so trying to get caught up on dreams and responding to emails and so forth. So, 
like and subscribe, share this video with everybody, get the word out, and that's all. Love you guys. Until next time, bye.